1: Whether you're in your garden or hiking through the woods, we have you covered.
2: Call now with your outdoor questions. In Appleton, call 281-1150 or outside the valley, 866-887-1150. From the Myron Construction Studios of WHBY, it's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Brought to you by Brookdale Appleton Senior Living.
3: Good afternoon. You are listening to Focus Fox Valley. We have... Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Good afternoon, Rob.
4: Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you?
3: Embracing the rain.
4: Yes. I was too today. It was fun. Did you do your rain dances this I week? I did. Yeah. Yeah. My naked rain dance.
3: Oh, boy. All yeah. right. Well, there That's we the go.
4: That's one that works.
3: You know, I'm happy to see the rain too. My, my yard was getting pretty crispy out there
4: and yeah. not the best. Lots of stuff was getting pretty crispy out there. Lots of people's plants and stuff, so... We got some rain finally so everybody can stop whining about it cuz we got it. So, and there we're going to we get go. more this weekend I hope too.
3: Wonderful. Well, yeah. hey, we want to hear from you folks out there what you're seeing. 2811150 is the phone line. Lots of things to talk about, I'm sure. We actually yeah. have a caller on the line already. Someone very All right. excited to talk to you, Rob. So, hello,
5: are you there? Hi. Hi. Hi there. Who do we got here? This is Julie. I'm calling on behalf of the Garden Club.
4: Oh, hi. I have you on my list to talk about today, but now I don't have to. Well, you can. (laughs) Great. Are you going to talk about the garden walk? Yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah, please do. I I just had, I have your your website up right here. I was going to talk about your your garden walk today, but now that you're here, uh, go ahead. Tell us about it.
5: Okay. Well, I'd like to invite everybody listening to the Oshkosh Garden Walk on Sunday, June 24th. And it's from 12 to 5, rain or shine. And we have uh, five private gardens uh, packed with some garden inspiration and great ideas.
4: All right. And where can they get tickets?
5: Tickets are $8 in advance. And they can be purchased at Stewart's Landscaping and Garden Center in Oshkosh. House of Flowers in Oshkosh. Um, online at org and as well as the Oshkosh Farmer's Market on Saturdays on June 16th and June 23rd.
4: Excellent. And
5: if you wait till the day of the event, it's $10 per ticket.
4: So get them early. It goes up. Do you want to talk about any of the gardens and what's going to be featured in any of them?
5: Uh, well, I'm leaving that up to my the other members that have actually toured the gardens. Oh, okay. Sure. Um hopefully um, Mary, who calls in tomorrow, she'll give you more information on those. Oh, so
4: she's going to call in. Good. Yeah, she wants to talk about any of the gardens and, and give us a preview mm-hmm. of what to expect. Otherwise, people can go onto your website at oshkoshgardenclub.org and check out the gardens there um, for an idea of what to expect and the maps and driving directions and everything. So yeah, that would be a great event.
5: Sounds good. Yeah. yeah.
4: Ho- hopefully the weather will cooperate for you and you'll get a, a good turnout.
5: We hope
4: so. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Well, thanks so much for calling, Julie. Yeah,
5: you're welcome. All right, bye. Thank you, Julie.
4: Yeah, so that's next weekend. That was on my list of things to talk about today. Next weekend is the Oshkosh Garden Walk on Sunday, June 24th. That's from 12 to 5. And again, if you go onto their website, OshkoshGardenClub.org, you can find out all the information about that. Uh, We also have a garden walk coming to Appleton tomorrow, the Outagamie County Master Gardener's Garden Walk is tomorrow. And um, I'll be talking about that later in the show today, unless one of them wants to call in and give us a little preview of the Outagamie County Master Gardener's Walk, which is uh, tomorrow in Appleton and a couple of other gardens too in the Nina area. So Wonderful! so yeah.
3: it'll, it'll be a nice warm day to go it will for be a, great, walk tomorrow. a good day
4: to go for a garden walk yeah
3: we do have another caller on the line All right. so go ahead who do we have on the line there
4: uh gary hey gary hey rob i i was fishing the other day
2: at
0: uh winnebago
3: and i
2: this is the first time i casted about 50 times never got a zebra mussel first time in my life in the last six years what's What's going on with the biology in the lake? Thank you.
4: I'm not sure exactly what you mean, but yeah, zebra mussels are in the lake. They're quite quite extensive in Lake Winnebago. I'm not sure what you meant about you actually caught one while you were casting. That's interesting, because zebra mussels don't usually bite hooks or anything. But they usually, maybe. go in
3: the bottom of boats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: and rocks, and and on the bottom of the the lake shore and stuff. And they're very sharp. If you step on them, you can cut your feet. But yeah, they're they're pretty prevalent in the lake again or still. Um, and you can see that when they wash up on shore, especially down by Fond du Lac or over by, um, by Calumet County Park in some areas. There's a lot of them out there. But um, zebra mussels are here. They um, they serve a purpose. I mean, they do filter the water. They clean the water. Um, but, yeah, they are an invasive species. They're not native to our area, so we'd prefer them not to be here. Uh, but they are here. And um, I don't know if they're, if they're going up or down. I haven't heard lately if the population is increasing or decreasing, but there are certainly a lot out there.
3: And it's always important to check your boat before you yes. go to the next waterway. Yeah. Make sure you're not taking along any pals.
4: Right, and not just for zebra mussels, but all sorts of other invasive species too. So, um, And we talked about that. It is Invasive Species Awareness Month. We talked about that last weekend we also. And, yeah, one of the big programs that they were doing at some of the boat landings around Lake Winnebago is uh, doing the education for boaters to to check their boats and, uh, you know, not put fish in live traps and, and, you know, bring ice packs along instead, things like that, so you don't transfer Um, not just the zebra mussels, but other plants and other aquatic creatures as well.
3: I'm sure a lot of people will be on the water this weekend. Yes, they will. Father's Day coming up.
4: It is Father's Day. And I was hoping you guys would give us a a call today, too. And um, I want to talk a little bit about Father's Day because it is Father's Day this weekend. And I want to hear your stories about what you remember about your dad, Uh, some of your favorite memories about your dad in the outdoors, whether it's in your garden. You know, a lot of people learn gardening from their parents, from their dads. Um, or hunting and fishing like me, like I learned all about the outdoors, or a lot of it, from from hunting with my dad when I was little. So if you guys have some stories to tell, some of your favorite memories about your dad and being outdoors with him, please give us a call and share that.
3: 281-1150, the number we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And- all those great stories. And you have a top 10 list that's good for dad coming up in a little bit. And what is that going to be? Yeah, I'm going
4: to do a top 10 places to go for a Father's Day hike. So top 10 places to bring your dad this weekend, um, mostly bug-free ones. So I'm including places that hopefully won't have a lot of mosquitoes and horseflies and flies and ticks and everything that's that's out there playing around this time of year.
3: Perfect. Well, we're going to take a quick break. 281-1150, the phone line if you want to call during that break with your stories about Dad. We'd love to hear them. You're listening to Focus Fox Valley, Rob Zimmer Outdoors. We'll be right back. 420 on your Friday afternoon. Happy Friday, everybody. You're listening to Focus Fox Valley Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. In studio, taking your calls, 281-1150 is the phone line. I'd love to hear from you on some great memories of Dad and the outdoors.
4: Yes, please give us a call and tell us what you remember most about being with your dad out in nature, whether it's camping or fishing or hunting or out in the garden, you know something special that you learned from him that would be really cool to hear uh, from people today. Otherwise, we were talking to Julie about the Oshkosh Garden Walk uh, that's taking place next weekend. I do want to talk about the, if we have time, I want to talk about the Outagamie County Master Gardener Walk. That's happening uh, actually tomorrow. So tomorrow, the Outagamie County Master Gardeners are putting on their uh, garden walk here in Appleton and Nina. There's a couple of gardens, I believe, at least one in the Nina area. Um, and again, if someone from the Outagamie County Master Gardeners are listening, please give us a call and uh, talk about that a little bit. But otherwise, I will go through some of the gardens that are on the tour. Uh, they have a, a great website at OC. MGA.net, where you can look up all the gardens and the addresses and get the, the descriptions. But I want to talk about some of them. There's going to be a lot of cool things to see um, on the garden walk tomorrow. Oops, I lost my page. One moment, please. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, so one of the gardens, the first garden is going to be the Joan and Pat Baptist Garden in Nina, 843 Terracotta Drive. And Nina, that's going to be a really cool garden because they have a lot of hostas. And as you know, I like hostas. So you they do have, love
3: hostas. I do.
4: Yep. They have 200 varieties of hostas there. It's a woodland garden. So large lot. They said they have lots of secret hideaways and treasures, including a treehouse that sleeps four people. So that's pretty amazing. That'd be fun to go on the garden walk just for that garden alone. So they also collect, the cool thing about the Baptist is that they actually collect um, heart-shaped rocks. So they have a collection of heart-shaped rocks that they're going to have in their garden. Um, They have a dry creek bed, uh, they have pillars and a beautiful patio, um, and it's just going to be a really cool uh, garden to uh, explore there. Again, 200 varieties of pastas and a treehouse that sleeps four. So that's just worth it alone, just to go see that garden. There's also... uh, Oh, you got a call?
3: We do have a call. Okay. We have Josh on the line, and Josh Josh has a dad
4: story. Oh, great. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm well, also. Awesome. So...
2: You know, outdoor dad story. Yeah, was very he was into lapidary and rocks and we would.
4: What was the first thing you said?
2: Lapidary. Oh, lapidary. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He would make jewelry out of rocks.
4: Out of rocks. Yeah.
2: And uh, we would. I I don't know how many parts of the state I've been in. Rock hunting, <laughs> mm,
4: yeah.
2: I mean, Superior agate and all uh, yep. oh, granite and but it was, yeah. We would. It was um, amazing to, because he could explain to me. I don't remember it all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why? You remember,
4: but you remember the experience, which is so cool.
2: Why is this rock here? Yeah, and he would do. His knowledge was incredible because he he was all in on on rock hunting. It was, but I have a a ton of memories of hunting for rocks.
4: Oh, I love it, and that's that's so it's so cool that you mentioned that because um, you know right here in our area we're we're in we're on like the they call it the, the seventh natural wonder of the world, really the Niagara Scourman, mm-hmm. which is full of all the cool rocks, the limestone and all the different rocks you find there. Um, I was just actually rock hunting this week at Point Beach State Forest. And I found some really cool ones when you talked about the granite and some of the yeah. ag- agates and things, I found a lot of those over at Point Beach, but yeah, my
2: favorite superior agate, I just love it. Yeah. It just, it really is a pretty, uh, stone, um, mm-hmm. loved I, I, you know, we aren't going to find fire agate here, but, uh, Never yeah, say never. That, <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: right, there, right. That could right. be all over the bottom of Lake Winnebago, you know, so who knows.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right on. So, that's
2: But that's
4: fine. a really cool story. Thanks so much for sharing. You bet. Yep, all right. Bye, Josh.
3: Thank you, Josh. Bye. Bye. That was a cool story. Rock yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Dad.
4: Yeah, I didn't expect that. Rock hunting, you know, I was expecting gardening or hunting or fishing, but oh, I, I love it.
3: I did but a lot of rock picking yeah. with my dad. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Field.
4: Oh, yeah, I have some rock picking stories. I remember once we were picking picking rocks for a fireplace up north or an outdoor fire pit up north, and I happened to pick up one that had a, a hornet nest underneath it. So I instantly was just covered in oh no uh, hornet or bee stings, and I got, my, my face was all puffed up. It I was funny. Funny. Not the best
3: memory, but
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: one that sticks with you, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Should we continue our garden stroll, perhaps? Oh,
4: sure. Yeah, we're going to go on that. We're on the Out Gaming <laughs> County Master Gardener Rock, which again is getting this tomorrow. Um, the next garden on the list is the Neubauer Garden, and that's going to be, uh, they're located um, at on Moonlight Court in Menasha, so 2159 Moonlight Court. That garden, and I'm not sure if it's Neubauer or Neubauer, sorry if it's. Uh, the wrong one but they have lots of lots of perennials lots of garden rooms that they created like separate garden rooms where they have uh, different perennials they have evergreens they have daylilies they have the the fern leaf peonies they have Siberian iris which should be at peak right now they have hostas too they have ornamental grasses lots of perennials um, and they're they're really um, they're statuary collectors so you'll see lots of statuary on that one lots of container gardens and a raised herb bed for better for butterflies um, and they have a, what they call a rabbit city wheelbarrow. I don't know what that is, but it sounds mm. interesting. Uh, the Wassman Garden, that's going to be, uh, this is a cool one. I, I've actually met this lady several times who's doing this one. They're doing a Mad Hatter theme, oh, so it's going to be the Mad Hatter theme, and she's been collecting stuff for a long time, uh, Lynn Wassman. They're, they're on Grassy Meadow Lane in Manasha. 1165 Grassy Meadow Lane. But she's been spending all winter, basically, all last summer and all winter, uh, creating things for this Mad Hatter Tea Party, which is going to be so cool. Um, there's going to be – it's like a an oversized children's garden or fairy garden. She's going to have pottery, old shoes, repurposes, planters. There's a stone path. Um, but it's all that kind of um, Mad Hatter theme, you know, like a eat-me-drink-me part of the garden, basically. <laughs> so plants that you can eat and drink. Uh, and a tea garden, obviously um so it's going to be fun i don't want to give too much away but lots of fairy garden items in there and uh, tea party um, settings so that's going to be the wasman garden which is in Manasha. the strickler garden the stricklers they live uh, here in appleton on woodendale way so 3928 woodendale way they have a lot of cool stuff too Uh, they have a shade garden too which means probably lots of lots of hostas they have a, a nice koi pond a beautiful koi pond um, so kind of like a double pond setup, where they have fish swimming in there. They have all sorts of, um, uh, trees as a canopy. So it is a shade garden, but you can hear the stream and you can, um, you know, see all the, the different, um, rock garden elements around the pond that they have set up too.
3: Sounds like a good, uh, garden to visit tomorrow during the heat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jump in the pond with the, the fish. Jump perhaps. Out. They might not let you do that,
4: but <laughs> you could always ask. Uh, the other garden, the Van Nuland Garden, that's going to be on 3301 Heideman Drive here in Appleton. That's another cool garden that they're going to be demonstrating uh, or showcasing this year. Um, the, what they use here is a lot of roses. They have um, unusual uh, garden art. They have um, containers and bird cages and all sorts of fun things. They have a big vegetable garden, so lots of raised beds for vegetables. So, um, and it's raised, so you can sit there and enjoy it. Um, they have a lot of repurposed, um, vintage garden art elements in there too. So that's going to be a nice garden. The Kemp garden, they're going to be, um, they have hostas too. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Must be a (laughs) theme this year. I keep reading these descriptions and everybody has hostas. So they know, they know what sells, right?
3: And they know what's a good plant for Wisconsin.
4: Yeah. Yep. They have lots of cool herbs and things. Um, heirloom herbs donated by their family. So a lot of the, the, the cool thing about this garden is a lot of the plants in the garden were actually, are uh, heirloom treasures passed on by family. Um, So this plant, the uh, comfrey, one of the herbs, which is comfrey, has been in the garden, they said, since 1972. It's been passed on from different different people throughout the family. So um, lots of cool stories about every plant in the garden there. So it kind of brings people together. And they have perennials. They have um, birds and butterflies and all sorts of other creatures there. And then we have the Case Garden uh, right across the street. That's going to be another cool garden with all sorts of... um, um, the cool thing about this garden is it's a, a no-mow lawn. So I think I've talked about that before on the show. If you want an alternative to um, planting just you know boring grass in your lawn, uh, you can do this, this type of thing. They have um, all sorts of perennials and edibles in their front lawn rather than traditional grass. So you can eat the front lawn, basically. They have fruit trees and herbs and vegetables, all sorts of things mixed in. So uh, if you've ever wanted to see an example of a no-mow lawn, you can check that out there.
3: I've never heard of that so, before. Yeah.
4: So I have one. I had. I don't have really? to mow my lawn. I have fifteen hundred hostas and grasses <laughs> and um, shrubs and stuff and lilies in my garden. So I don't have any grass to mow. Well,
3: that's probably a good thing. But yeah. you haven't had to mow your lawn very much Mm-mm. this week with all mm-hmm. the lack of rain until today.
4: Right. Right. So, yeah. Today we got a soaking. Hopefully we'll get more. Oh, look, the sun's coming out.
3: Well, it's a Friday. The sun's got to come out. It's
4: gotta. Yeah. So give us a call. Tell me your. F- tell me your Father's Day story too. I want to hear from you about. Uh, things you remember about your dad growing up either as a kid or, you know, if you are a kid now, if your dad's still around, tell us uh, what you remember most about being outdoors with with dad. Um, I do have lots of events we can talk about later in the show also. Um, and I'm going to talk about things that gardeners should be doing right now but probably aren't. All right. That's a good tease.
3: All right. There we go. So that'll be coming up in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Focus Fox Valley, Rob Zimmer Outdoors on WHBY.
4: Do it. The, the 80s one I get. Or is it nineties. Still a good song. It is.
3: You're listening to Focus Fox Valley with Rob Zimmer Outdoors, brought to you by Brookdale Appleton. Yes. We are talking about so many fun things today. Yeah. Including Lots of stuff
4: gardening
3: um, and garden walks and yeah,
4: garden walks we just talked about a couple of the garden walks that are going on in the area lots of other events go, uh, coming up too do you want me to start on some events sure you want to talk about we some? Can do okay.
3: that and a yeah. reminder that we are taking phone calls if you have some memories yes. with dad with tell father's you, day tell me your daddy
4: stories all your different stories about growing up with dad outdoors gardening or hiking or camping or fishing or hunting whatever you did
3: yeah. 281-1150 the phone lines rock hunting
4: yeah All right, so um, ongoing events. Right now, uh, obviously, the big Lego Lego event going on up at the Green Bay Botanical Garden. I've talked about that several times on the show. But get up there this month and check out the oversized, life-size Lego displays of birds and butterflies and dragonflies, all sorts of cool stuff. That's at the Green Bay Botanical Garden. Also at the garden, they're doing Father's Day at the garden coming up on Sunday. It is Father's Day, so dads get in free. Um, on Sunday. So check out the Green Bay Botanical Garden for that. Um, and on the 26th, June 26th, the Green Bay Botanical Garden is doing a nation, na- sorry nature and forest therapy garden walk. If you haven't heard of forest therapy or forest bathing, some people call it, it's kind of a new, a new trend on um, a way to stay healthy and stay um, um, healthy and active. So they call it forest therapy, and they're going to be doing a, a guided walk, a, an example of that, at the Green Bay Botanical Garden on the 26th.
3: Probably a fun way to connect with nature.
4: Yes, yes it is, yep, and and to stay healthy yourself because nature is a healer, as I always say. Um, coming up tomorrow, the Wolf River Master Gardeners are holding their plant sale. That's at the Shawano County or the Shano Farmer's Market. So right in Shawnee at the Farmer's Market grounds or the, the fairgrounds there, from 8 to noon, the Wolf River Master Gardeners are having their big plant sale. So that's gonna be tomorrow from 8 to 12. Um, also coming up on the 21st, it's World Giraffe Day. So the new zoo is going to be having a huge event all day long to celebrate World Eat Giraffe Day. So get up there on Thursday the 21st from 10 to 4. You'll get to see you know, their giraffes there, obviously. They're going to have a lot of behind-the-scenes tours of the giraffe um, exhibits. There's going to be face painting and children's games and crafts and all sorts of giraffe, giraffe crafts. Um, and you're, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but they're actually going to have Um, sales of paintings done by the giraffes no way yeah we are way way they're they're doing um yeah paintings done by our very own giraffes are going to be for sale so giraffes
3: are my favorite animal
4: are they Mm -hmm. oh they're so cool number one awesome yeah so yeah and you'll be able to meet the giraffes obviously feed them and all proceeds from all those different feeding experiences and everything are going to go to the uh, the world giraffe conservation foundation so Pretty cool event there at the, Very cool. at the New Zoo on the 21st. Also on the 21st, at Mosquito Hill Nature Center, they're doing Life of a Beekeeper. So you can learn all about what it's like to be a beekeeper at Mosquito Hill on the 21st. Um, on the 23rd, Ledgeview Nature Center is doing a geology field trip, Geology of Calumet County. So if you've ever wanted to learn about the Niagara Escarpment and some of the other geological uh, wonders of Calumet County, they're going to be doing a field trip uh, from starting at Ledgeview Nature Center And on July 8th, coming up, mark your calendars, the Payne Art Center is doing a fair on the green. So that's their big summer plant sale and craft sale. And you get in free to the Payne Art Center and Gardens on July 8th. Perfect. Yeah.
3: plethora of activities for folks to put on their calendars this year. Yes.
4: Go check them all out.
3: Two eight one eleven fifty. the number here if you want to call and give us a great story about dad. My mom actually texted me during the break. Oh, cool. And she has uh, some memories. She said she remembers okay. berry picking, picking hickory nuts, oh, yes. and hunting for morel mushrooms. Oh, yes.
4: Dad. That's, oh, cool. Yep. I remember all those things with my dad, too, uh, picking blackberries and blueberries and strawberries and morel mushroom hunting in the, in the spring. Um and yeah, the all of that sounds well. And the f- hickory nuts in the fall, we used to drive up to High Cliff, you know, like everybody did back then, with bushel ba- bushel baskets and, and pick hickory nuts off the ground. Um, it's sad that people don't do that as much anymore. There's still some of the some of the old timers still go up there and pick hickory nuts from, from High Cliff, but a lot of people just don't don't share that family experience anymore. And then they would sit in our basement. I remember the hickory nuts would sit in our basement all summer long or all winter long, uh, drying in these big boxes. And then we would. Um, me and my little sister, we always used to get to crush them. When uh, he had like one of those the um, vice grips, you know, mm-hmm. the metal vice grips, and we used to crush them in there. And you know, you eat more than you you save, but you crush you know boxes and boxes and boxes, and then you get like a little jar about this big yeah. of <laughs> hickory nuts when you're done. But yeah, such a cool memory. Worth
3: it though. Worth it though. Oh yeah, they're, they're so, so good.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we actually had a couple of hickory nut trees right in our yard, but we never got many nuts off those. We'd go up to High Cliff and collect them. So. How cool is that? Can,
3: can you still find them at High Cliff today? Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. In fact, I was surprised um, this last fall, I was surprised how many just went untaken. You know, in the spring, you walk around up there, and there, and even now probably, there's still tons of them that even the squirrels didn't get. So there must have been a huge crop last year that mm. people and squirrels couldn't even keep up. That's good. So, yeah. So if you got a story like that, if you went hickory nut picking or fishing or hunting or camping with dad or even learning stuff in the garden, you know, give us a call, please, and tell us some of the cool things you remember about dad.
3: Yeah, I know berry picking is happening right now. I know berries are starting to ripen around the area. They
4: are. Strawberries, yep, yep. Pretty soon the blackberries, the first raspberries and the blackberries are, blackberries are usually late, but uh, the raspberries and blueberries will be starting pretty soon, too. Nature's candy. It is, yep. Good for you. Yeah. Now,
3: you have a top 10 list coming up yep. in a couple of minutes. Sure. Top 10 places to take Dad for a hike. Ten,
4: yep. Top 10 places to go hiking this weekend with Dad. It's going to be a hot weekend. Um, hopefully, we'll get some some clouds or some moisture in there, too. But uh, I'm talking about mostly bug-free places to go hiking. So if you're looking for a place to go where you're not, you don't have to worry about mosquitoes and wood ticks and horse flies and deer flies and everything else that's out there, I'll go through some of those coming up. Um, do you want me to start right now? Or should you got a call?
3: We do have a caller. We have Becky on the line. Hi, Becky. Hi. How Hi. are
4: you? I'm good. How are you?
3: Oh, I'm good
4: too. Awesome. Um, do you have a dad story for me? I do. Oh, awesome! Thank you.
6: <laughs> we used to go um, fishing on a, on a, by a dam, um, or it was a mill actually, and the, so there was a lot of water, you know, rushing. Right. And the carp would be there. This was in the. Oh m- yeah. And and we would catch. Um, them and bear, take them home and bury them in the in the garden oh i
4: love it f- awesome fertilizer yeah <laughs> they were such
6: fun fish to catch for a child because oh, yeah. they have such power
4: they do and they're huge they're four feet long and they, they yes. can
6: and um and then that would be on a on a sunday we would do that then we would have a we would bring hot dogs and um toast the, roast the hot dogs on a fire and toast oh. marshmallows, and have a picnic then for supper. And um, and when we would hike in the woods, my dad would teach us all the different trees, what the, what what the different tree names were, and oh, cool. so that we could identify them by their leaves or by their bark.
4: Can you still we do used it? To
6: know all that, but I I yep. don't know hard, half of them now anymore. But yep. <laughs>
4: Oh, that's so cool.
3: Wonderful.
6: And my mother was into the, into the uh, wildflowers more, so we learned all the wildflowers yeah. from her.
4: Oh, excellent. So. I love the story about the fish, and then the fact that you took them home and buried them in the garden. Yeah. My grandma, you did the same thing. Every time my dad would come home with trout or salmon, you know, she would take all the guts and throw them out in the garden. Mm-hmm, and yep. The best fertilizer <laughs> there is is the fish, the fish stuff.
6: Good fertilizer.
4: So. It is, yeah.
3: Wonderful. Well, thank
4: you so much, Becky. You're welcome. Okay, have a good weekend. You too. Thank yeah. you. Bye yeah. now.
3: Bye. That's a great story. Yeah. See,
4: that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. So, if you've got a story like that, please give us a call. Um, especially those cute little little stories that are you know unexpected, like you know catching the fish, but then the part you remember is going home and bury it in the Putting garden. it in the garden. Yeah. Good <laughs> so compost. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. A good four foot carp in the garden. Throw your tomatoes on top of there, and you're done. <laughs>
3: there you go. Two eight one eleven fifty is the phone line. We're going to take a quick break. Back with more okay. outdoors with Rob Zimmer in just a moment. You're listening to WHBY Focus Fox Valley. Here with Rob Zimmer, outdoors brought to you by Brookdale Appleton. You got this song, Rob?
4: I keep wanting to say Rick Springfield.
3: I think it's Stacy's mom.
4: Oh, Stacy's mom. Oh.
3: <laughs> That's more my. Okay. More my era.
4: Yep. There you go. All right.
3: We are taking your calls 281-1150. <laughs> it
4: sounds like Rick Springfield. It does a little bit. See. Yeah. Yep.
3: There you go. We are taking your phone calls, talking about memories with Dad, and we do have Lori on the line.
4: Hi, Good Lori. afternoon,
3: Lori. Hi.
4: Hi. How are you? Good. Awesome.
7: I have a couple of vivid memories of my dad. Oh, great. He was, in his younger years, quite an avid fisherman, and he had this old motor that my mom used to refer to as his dowry. Oh. That was what he brought to the marriage.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyways,
7: we were a fishing family when I was little, and fortunately or unfortunately for my dad, I was this little shadow. He could not get rid of me. So oh. we would go fishing up in St. Germain every summer for several weeks, and yeah. I was always out in the boat with them at you know five in the morning, and we'd yeah. go again at night. And he never caught a darn thing, ever.
4: <laughs> because <laughs> you know, of you, he blamed it. no.
7: Yeah, he blamed it on me because he said I never stopped talking.
4: Oh, yeah, and the fish so, can hear you. I got that. I got that lecture a lot. They'll, they'll hear you. Don't make any sound.
7: That's what. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he would say. Yeah. But I got to and drive the, other the boat. memory I have yeah. is of him taking us hiking, and we learned what all the leaves on the trees were. So we could identify trees by the shapes of their leaves. Oh, I love and, it. And even now. I, you know, I'll look at a, I'll look in a forested area and I can point out what's what. And I, I at the time, I just thought my dad was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But I have since come to really appreciate the fact that he knew a whole lot more about that kind of stuff than I ever gave him credit for.
4: Yeah, and and kids these days are missing out on that because a lot of you know a lot of adults don't even know that anymore. So you know that's right, why yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm here to try to be... keep that going. Yep.
7: My own kids will say to me, how do you know all that? And I'm like,
4: what,
7: your grandfather taught me. <laughs> oh, how do you so know cool. that? I'm like, I don't know. But he just infused it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, amazing what you remember. Like the, the dumbest little things sometimes you remember, you know, but, but they stick with you. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm so glad you shared that. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Have a good weekend. You too. Okay. Bye.
3: Bye. Thank you, Lori. That is a great memory. It is.
4: And another one with the leaves on the trees. You know, Becky said the same thing, so.
3: Wonderful. We actually have another caller on the line. We have Barbara. Hi, Barbara.
4: Hi, how are you? Hi, Barbara. Good.
3: Well, I've got a story you probably won't hear very often. I grew up on the (laughs)
7: coast of Maine.
4: Oh, I want to go there so bad. My
7: dad was an avid boater. Yeah. And so um, he used to have a recreational lobsterman's license, and so every summer we'd spend our Saturdays out on the boat uh, pulling lobster traps
4: oh nice now that's a story
7: yeah yeah Yeah.
4: so So did you ever see any amazing wildlife up there besides you know besides the lobsters obviously when you're out there on the boat
7: oh oh yeah so in the summer uh the humpback whales come into the gulf of maine
4: oh nice wow
7: yeah yeah we'd we'd see a lot of uh harbor seals and and dolphins and and then the the bottlenose dolphins and then the humpbacks.
4: yeah oh excellent Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing. That's a beautiful story. I, I want to go to the coast of Maine so bad. That's one of my favorite places. I want to get up there. And, and, and it's worth spend. the trip. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a big Stephen King fan, so he got me addicted with all oh, his yeah, movies. That too. And, <laughs> yep. Yep. It's beautiful. Yep. I'd rather go there than go to Florida. Well, I'm thank sorry? you. So- I said I'd rather go up there than go to Florida. It's so beautiful up there. Oops, it's oh, just we might have
3: there. lost Barbara, oh, okay. but we thank you for your call. Thank you, Barbara, and for your memory. I was actually just in Maine this past winter. You were? I oh, was. It was my, beautiful.
4: My friend Chuck was up there too. He posted all these pictures. It's just amazing. I want to go there,
3: really bad. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Believe it or not, we do have another caller on okay. the line. We do have Mike. Hey, Mike. Mike. Um,
0: I I've got an observation that I would like to run by you, sir. I've noticed that the birds seem to be really struggling this year for stuff to eat.
4: Um, let me turn my radio down here. That's um, a cool sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so birds are struggling for stuff to eat, you said?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've got more blackbirds around than I've ever had. Um, tearing my uh, sewage feeders apart, normally only the woodpeckers would do them. Uh, I right. have robins. Eating bird seed. yeah, still, um, yeah. And there, I I fed them uh, grapes when we had the snow, and it was you know they, there was nothing for them to eat. And I, they seem to be coming around and looking for more grapes now. And uh, I even had, I think I told you this one other call that uh, robins were going into the the suet feeder and eating the suet when there was nothing else for them to eat.
4: Yeah, it's a high energy food for them.
0: Right, um, but I I just. My observation is that it just doesn't seem like there's enough um, insects or the
4: natural um, food
0: the food for them to eat because right. of the dryness, that, that they're not hatching out like they maybe should be.
4: Right. We had a big lake fly hatch earlier, but that wasn't for all areas. And yeah, it, it could be. I mean, a lot of things are running, you know, two to three weeks later than normal, too. And, and now a lot of these birds, uh, they're nesting, so they're not only looking for food for themselves, but for their young, too. So Right. Yeah. Um,
0: um, yeah. I just didn't know I don't know if I mean if it's maybe I'm just seeing things or if this has been something that um you have observed or other people have maybe commented on.
4: Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of birds um around um and at feeders and and doing other things too, but um I've definitely noticed birds that are no- that normally have young this time of year don't too. So a lot of birds I think gave up nesting, especially some of the Some of the geese and ducks, I don't see a lot of goslings and and ducklings. I haven't seen a lot of
0: ducks. I mean, I fish a lot, and I haven't seen, usually you see by Jefferson Park, you'll see um, broods of small mallards going around, and I don't think I've seen anything more than three or four with one hand.
4: Yeah, and the peak the peak nesting time for, for ducks and geese is mid-April when we got that snowstorm, so I have a feeling a lot of them didn't make it, but hopefully they'll try again. I mean, they have plenty of time to try again.
0: Right. Um, um, I got a couple other comments. You were they sure. were talking about uh, burying the fish yeah. in the garden. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, you don't? No. Um,
4: My grandma always did it. it, well, it no, great. I
0: used <laughs> to do it, um, but then I had started to think that the DNR tells you there's PCBs in the fish and you should only eat so much of them.
4: Oh, I see what you mean.
0: You're you're burying the PCBs in the garden and are your uh vegetables uptaking any of that?
4: Yeah, depending where you where you caught the fish from. I don't think I don't think the that the concentration that would get up into your plants is is going is going to be enough to to harm, you know, especially just for a season. Uh uh-huh. um, yeah, so
0: um the other thing I wanted to mention you were talking about the hickory nuts and I Yep have in the past collected them, but it's, it's like you say, you do a lot of work for a little for bit of uh, a yeah. uh, reward for it. But right. um, I was at a function one time, and we were talking about smoking foods or meats, and a guy told me, and it literally gave me almost a gunny sack full of hickory nut, hickory nut husks.
4: Oh, yes, and people smoke with the husks. Yep.
0: Yes, and I, I, okay. I put them in my gas grill, and yep. it, it adds... And that's a a nice smoky hickory smoke flavor to the foods. That it was like, man, I used to throw them away when I would chuck yeah, them. Yeah, now you got to save now them.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
0: I got to keep them.
4: All right, well, thank you so much, Mike. We got to get going. It's the end of the okay, show, yeah. but thank, thank you, you so much for your bye. comments. Yep. Yep. Bye. Okay. Bye.
3: All right, we are running out of time, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but busy show. D- but you're back tomorrow morning, so I that's am. The I'll good be here thing. tomorrow.
4: I'll do my top ten list tomorrow. So.
3: All right. That sounds like, yep. that sounds fantastic. All well, right. thank you for being here and for sharing your dad memories. Love yes. hearing about all of those. And
4: thank you to everyone who called in with some more uh your dad memories. And feel free to call in tomorrow too. I'm gonna to be asking for those tomorrow morning also. So
3: All right. You're listening to Rob Zimmer Outdoors. Rob, thanks for being here as thank always. You. We have appreciate it. All right, have a great weekend.
1: Yep. Bye.